Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Eurasia Center Wantcast. Uh, today, I am joined by uh, constant host Casey Chamber and uh, fellow co-host Cole Davila. I'm Noah Brewster, and today we are going to be speaking on the Tigray conflict happening in Ethiopia. So, just as a basis to uh, what's going on for our listeners. Um, the Tigray regional government has been fighting the uh, Ethiopian National Defense Force forces since uh, about November of 2020, and it's been an ongoing conflict. And each side is backed up by their own uh, forces, and the Ethiopian National Defense Forces are also backed up by their northern neighbor Eritrea and their forces. And Today, we're just going to have a discussion on what's going on there, and thank you for joining in. So for just some background, um, there are about three different stages to this conflict that's been going on uh, from starting in November up to March, and then March from now. And Cole, if you'd like to say anything about how, how this conflict has started. So my understanding of the background of the conflict is that the one of the parties that led the alliance um, that sort of won the Ethiopian civil war and took power um, was a Tigray uh, group. Of course, the name of it is escaping me at the moment, but this Tigray group then ruled the country as the leader of a coalition government in Ethiopia for almost 30 years, but the new presence of Ethiopia kind of changed the political landscape and forced a new political party kind of on all the old members of the coalition. The Tigray group refused to be a part of this new coalition. And then upon, as a result of COVID, the Ethiopian elections were postponed to 2021, which essentially extended the president or the leader of Ethiopia's mandate for another year. Tigray, the Tigrayans determined that this was illegitimate and coupled with that, coupled with the Ethiopian government refusing to recognize the local elections that were held in defiance of the federal order um, back in 2020, armed conflict uh, erupted between the Ethiopian government Eritrea and another one of Ethiopia's provinces on the one side and then the Tigrayans on the other. And the people of Tigray are one of many ethnic uh, groups within Ethiopia. While they only make up about 7% or so of the population of Ethiopia, Ethiopia is a massive, is a very massively populated country with well over 100 million people. So that's seven to 8 million people that are a part of this uh, ethnic minority that Ethiopia has kind of gone to war with as a result of all these uh, constitutional and political issues. Yeah, that's that's my understanding as well, that there's been a, it's part of an ongoing political struggle between the ex-ruling government faction and the new government under the rule of Abiy Ahmed, who's the prime minister of Ethiopia, who recently in 2018 signed a ceasefire with Eritrea. Um, 
previously it would have been uh, unheard of to imagine military cooperation between uh, Ethiopian and Eritrean military units, but both of them are opposed to the uh, uh, Tigrayan government. That in September, uh, when national elections were due to be held, they were postponed due to COVID-19 and the Tigrayan government uh, <clears throat> went toes to go ahead uh, and the Tigrayan People's Liberation Force and its uh, chairman as well as governor of T uh, Tigray, uh, Debrezian uh, Gebrem uh, Michael, uh, chose to go chose to go ahead with those elections in which of course you won Tigray being a, a, a single party state. And the Ethiopian government uh, declared this illegal. Uh, the, the government in Tigray said that starting on October 5th, they would not acknowledge the government in Ethiopia uh, and say that they had, that it was uh, unconstitutional and didn't have any authority to rule over the, the government. Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, Michael Michael uh, suggested a transitional government until new elections could be held. Uh, but uh, of course, the, the, the prime minister rejected that. And on November 4th, hostilities commenced. Uh, the uh, capital of Tigray is a city called Macau, uh, which was captured early on in the campaign. And since then, what's developed is a conflict between uh, rural and urban areas where uh, the, the military forces of Ethiopia, Eritrea, as well as uh, Amharan Special Forces, uh, another state uh, in Ethiopia, uh, control cities, but the, the Tigray, people, Tigray People's Liberation Force and the Tigray Defense Force controls uh, rural areas and is able to control about 40% of the region. And what's developed is just a, a brutal, bloody civil war. Uh, the, the Ethiopian government would tell you it's not a civil war, but it has all signs of looking like it. The UN is saying several thousand people have been killed so far and that there's um, mass food insecurity and mass mass rape as a weapon of war uh, being carried out, especially by uh, Ethiopian forces. Uh, but the, the Tigrayans have also uh, shelled areas of Ethiopia that the, the US State Department has condemned. And it's just a just a terrible situation all around. Yeah, this uh, conflict has definitely spilled over beyond just the troops that are fighting. It's uh, impacted civilians in Ethiopia. And uh, as Casey mentioned, uh, there have been major reports of uh, sexual assaults and rape as a product of war. So it has been a very deadly and unfortunate conflict that's been going on. And um, it seems that things right now are kind of at a standstill since the capture of Mikkel, but that's definitely not, the conflict's definitely not ended or, and it seems as if things will continue to fight on as the Tigray uh, do not believe in the Ethiopian government and We'll have to see what happens when elections actually do take place. Yeah, I think that one of the things that's exacerbating this conflict even more is sort of the, the very way that Ethiopia is set up as a country. 
uh, my understanding of how they set up their their federation is along ethnic lines. So each of the, at least the larger groups of ethnicities has their own state, unlike in other places, other federations, like let's say Germany, the US or Mexico, that are kind of based somewhat more along arbitrary, arbitrary um, lines that aren't ethnic based. So in this conflict, you have the Tigray ethnicity as well as the larger Amara ethnicity from one of the other states fighting each other. So it's, it's descended not only into a central government versus regional power kind of dynamic as a sort of traditional rebellion, it does take on that element of looking like a civil war because you have inter-ethnic violence now going against each other. And this is obviously only made worse by bringing in um, other states into the area such as Eritrea who have their own ethnic identity and their own history. Um, so it just makes things a lot more complicated to kind of sift through. It should also be noted that the ethnic dimension to violence makes any political solution increasingly difficult, uh, more so than if it was uh, solely for political power. And that, you know, there's been uh, forced displacement, uh, Norway specifically uh, has noted uh, the use of uh, sexual and gender-based violence, uh, <clears throat> which uh, complicates any conflict, and that there doesn't appear to be any non-military solution, although multiple outside observers note that no party in the conflict has the military capacity to, to forcibly end the violence. So what you have is just a stalemate where, you know, a state with seven, eight million people in it is uh, just just left to face COVID-19 pandemic, mass displacement, uh, refugee camps where the virus can spread quite easily, uh, as well as malnourishment and starvation. The UN notes that uh, 2.3 million uh, children uh, of course, uh, with a with a demographic structure of a country like Ethiopia, it's uh, the the younger younger population and children make up a disproportionate portion of the country. So, 2.3 million children are undernourished, and the United Nations has only been able to distribute uh, 0.9 million uh, uh, units of of food aid and 0.7 million uh, units of water. Yeah, and even more, the uh, conflict is starting to spill over. It's been reported of spillover into Sudan and into Somalia. And there have been reports of both Sudanese and Somalian uh, citizens themselves getting hurt from the conflict happening in Ethiopia. So it's definitely becoming a crisis that can't be ignored and definitely needs to be closely monitored as that goes on and as other countries start to feel the effects of what's going on around them. Yeah, that spillover effect is even more um, prevalent in that region, especially simply due to the sheer number of conflicts in that region that have occurred over the years. So you have the Somali civil war, you had the uh, conflict in Darfur, you had the Eritrean Ethiopian wars. And it's that region is just now slowly starting to get back on its feet. And now there's another 
ethnic conflict that's kind of spilling out into other parts of the region, which could either stunt the growth of those countries or descend them entirely into another phase of conflict. Exactly. And another aspect of this violence is that it is a noticeably, even compared to other uh, regional domestic conflicts in the past several years, uh, dark zone. So it's, it's unclear exactly what's happening uh, because of a, an effective uh, communication and information blackout of the region. Uh, Formerly, the, the Ethiopian government only claims to have killed uh, 555 uh, Tigrayan soldiers, but unofficial UN estimates are several thousand. The Somali director of their national security, uh, the ex-director, sorry, I should say, of the National Somali uh, Intelligence and Security Service says that uh, 370 Somali troops have been killed uh, in the violence, as well as hundreds more injured. Which, which begs the question, what's the scale of the fighting? How many internal and external fighters are in the Tigrayan region? Uh, Sudan reported that four soldiers had been killed on, in an attack on a border checkpoint. So you have the escalating nature of the violence, the inability to tell exactly what's going on. Um, you have events like the massacre at Oxum where uh, refugees were saying 700 or 800 uh, civilians have been killed. And we know there's been uh, reprisals on both sides after uh, uh, soldiers have lost a battle, uh, attacks on civilians, sexual, uh, sexual and gender-based violence. Um, but there's not much coming in from the Tigrayan region itself. And there's also the component of diaspora communities of Ethiopians who had fled the country uh, during the civil war and sides loyal to uh, the Tigrayan government and Ethiopian diaspora communities, which are in favor of the, the current Ethiopian federal government. Yeah, I think something else um, to note for that is that while we don't know what's going on a lot, it's kind of assumed that most of these instances, like you've mentioned, at Oxum and other places, um, aren't the aren't all of it, right? You know, if, if you're only just finding out about a few instances, it's reasonable to assume there are a bunch of other instances, and clearly, it's not just you know a one-off thing, the one-off massacre from some rogue units. Um, I think that's kind of one of the reasons that the U.S. has hit the hit Ethiopia with uh, sanctions and visa restrictions to try and get Ethiopia to back down. Because my understanding is, it seems like at least according to what little news comes out, is it seems like it's primarily Ethiopian forces and Eritrean forces committing the uh, attacks and atrocities in almost an ethnic cleansing kind of manner, although that's not to say that the Tigrayans are not guilty of these same acts as well. It's, like you said, a mess due to the information blackout, which in the modern world, one would have assumed that would almost be impossible, but the Ethiopians seem to have 
done a very good job of cutting off communications from that entire region and even within the wider Ethiopia area. Um, and because Ethiopia is getting so much support from its neighbors, the Somalis seem to support the Ethiopian government. Djibouti uh, does the same. Eritrea um, is involved in the war. Yeah. They're all supportive of Ethiopia. So the entire region seems to have gotten in on that information blackout. So sanctions might help, but we don't know what's going on. So it's hard to make targeted sanctions against anybody. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a humanitarian crisis at this point as uh, it's hard to figure out who's doing what and what exactly is happening. How many, how many deaths are there actually? How many of the uh, sexual assaults are being done? It's a complete mystery and crisis that really should not be happening, but it's unfortunately going on. Yeah, that that crisis may end up, I think, becoming even worse. Um, like uh, Casey mentioned, with the food insecurity in the region, it's slowly increasing, at least the estimates that I've seen, for the number of people that are facing starvation. Um, I recently saw an article, I think it was on Vice, where they said that um, Ethiopia is denying that there's massive food, that there's massive food insecurity, that there's starvation. But then there are images and pictures of these of starving children in the region as a result of this conflict. Um, and it's not unusual in that region for food to become sort of weaponized, where food imports and aid is blo actively blocked by whatever ruling power is in the area. So the population starves as a result. It's a, it's a very ancient form of warfare, but one that has taken the wayside in the modern world but it's hard to it's hard to control or it's hard to control these areas and these uh, governments that will do whatever it takes to win the conflict regardless of what the rest of the world says absolutely and i think it should be noted that there's a limited role for the international community to play uh, Canada has requested rec restraint. Japan has extended some emergency aid to refugees. Uh, Norway, Poland, the United States, Britain have all made requests for de-escalation of violence. But due to a, a combination of the, the ferocity of <clears throat> violence, the, the ethnic and regional nature of it, and quite frankly, the the lack of attention that will be that has been paid by the international community and will be uh, paid means that there there's no easy solutions. The African Union has attempted to intervene and put an end to fighting, but that's gone nowhere so far. And we'll see where where all of this leads. Yeah, that lack of attention seems to be really really prevalent and. In this, and you have massacres, several massacres at least that have cost thousands of lives, and that's just you know the atrocities. That's not including the people starving to death, the people dying of disease, people dying of direct combat. Um, so this is a major 
this is far from a, a minor war that it was kind of portrayed as at the start. And at the start of the conflict, it was basically there's a secessionist movement. Ethiopia's moved in, sent in troops and police, taken the capital, and that's it. But it's been going for quite some time with neither side being able to, to win. Anytime you have a draw like that in, in warfare, casualties tend to rapidly start to increase as it becomes a meat grinder of, of war. Um, and the international community not really doing anything about it, I think, might be exasperating things. Obviously, Ethiopia is not the wealthiest country in the world. It's got its own supply issues with water and food and power and things like that. So I think the international community could definitely lean more on Ethiopia and Eritrea and its and all those neighbors to either force into the conflict or force mediation or something of the sort. But the international community just doesn't seem to have the will or the interest to do much about the conflict. And as you noted to the international community, this is this is not the Balkans, this is not Bosnia, this is not Kosovo. NATO is not coming. The African Union is very likely not to come. There's there's not going to be an entity that's going to step in and separate the sides. It will be resolved politically or militarily. And I'd be surprised if either were forthcoming anytime soon. Yeah, all these countries can say that it needs to stop and that they don't support it or whatnot, but at the end of the day, no one's going to actually step in and do anything. So it definitely will end one way by itself and not without any international uh, interference. Yeah, unfortunately, that seems to be the, the narrative for a lot of ethnic violence ethnic-based uh, violence in the in the world where ethnic violence close to home seems to get stopped, you know, such as in Europe, the Europeans are very interested in stopping the, the Bosnian genocide and things like that and other genocides in the region um, after obviously a little while, but other areas such as in Africa, the world doesn't really do anything to stop it, right? Darfur occurred and there was a lot of international backlash, but it still happened. No one stopped it. Rwanda, obviously, same thing. Um, hopefully this doesn't end up being the same kind of situation where the world just kind of watches another African genocide occur, but it's impossible to know, I think at this time, while the world is still distracted by uh, COVID. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a crisis that's going to continue moving on, and it's had a dash, uh, very bad effect in Ethiopia and the surrounding areas. And uh, Casey or Cole, do either of you have any final thoughts? Or my hey. my only thought would be uh, to keep. Um, an eye on refugees in the conflict, um, certainly uh, to grand civilians who appear to be bearing the front of, of violence, as well as uh, Eritrean refugees in uh, Ethiopia itself who are unaccounted for. Uh, and hoping for a reduction in violence. 
Yeah, and I think that wraps it up pretty nicely. So thank you everyone who's listening for joining this episode of the Radio Center Wantcast. And I hope you have a good morning, evening, or whatever time you're listening to us. And thank you for tuning in.